Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. Hello. How are you? Fine, I hope. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time Radio. Those dulcet tones you hear uh, in the background, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, as um, they open our show every week. And we thank them for that. We thank you for joining us. We are not only uh, on the air here in Seattle, but around the world on Facebook for automotive enthusiasts to um, join in, uh, comment and what, uh, in what they hear on the show and comment about everything. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Uh, how's your week? Good. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Things are. Uh, you know. It, listen, the country's on fire again. I had uh, uh, plans to go down to the Bay Area again this week, and uh, to. Uh, I got to pick up. I bought a car down there, and I have to go down there and pick it up, and I can't go down. Uh, there's curfews and all this kind of stuff down there, and I keep trying to get down there. And, um, and and it just it's a no-go right now. I have this great uh, uh, Toyota uh, Highlander that I was going to drive down there and uh, take a nice road trip. You know, uh, you, you get locked up in, the, in, in your house for so long, you really you start to go a little batty, and I need to get out on the road a little bit and to experience just being on the road. But what do you do? You, you know, there's a curfew down there if you're out on the, on the road uh you know, and I guess you can, um, I guess you can just not go, uh, you know, or you could go and just say, hey, screw it. But I, I don't feel right doing that. I feel like that, uh, you know, if it's a non-essential trip, but I mean, the car isn't going to go anywhere. It's sitting in, a, uh, in a, uh, a yard down there. And so nobody's going to mess with it. It's not out on the street. It's not in a parking space or anything like that. It's not bothering anybody. And um, I just, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I'm just, I'm in that space with this where I just want to, uh, you know, do the right thing. I'm in that high-risk group and everything, so you don't want to either, either catch it and give it to somebody or have somebody give it to me. Uh, I, I've been on the ventilator, I know what that's like, and I don't, uh, don't want to ever experience that again. And it's not... It's not fun, so if it's wearing a mask and doing all the right things, but still you see people uh, getting it, especially down there. It's not so bad up here yet, but uh, they're getting close to uh, invoke. As a matter of fact, the uh, Bay Area, I believe, is going to go under a stay-at-home order starting today or tomorrow. Cheers. My little um, spicy V8. I'm trying to eat and drink a little healthier these days. That's why... You know, instead of soda, I'm trying to, you know, transplant it with some V. We got a good show for you today. Uh, Trevor Dorsey's from Ram Trucks is going to join us. Uh, as you may or may not have heard, Ram has, uh, for the now third year in a row, won a motor trek, uh, a motor trend, <laughs> motor trek. That could be their space program. Uh, motor trend, car of the year, uh, truck of the year. And um, it's a, the third year in a row that they've won it, and it's a, a phenomenal accomplishment. I don't think anybody's ever done that in trucks, maybe in cars, but I don't think anybody's ever done it in trucks. And for a company to do that, and, and, and we'll talk to Trevor about this, and about taking one model, one truck, that maybe you look at it from five years ago looks the same, but changing so many of the components. Now, for the uh, uh, for the uh, Ram, this year's 1500, they dropped the Hellcat, you know, that 707 horsepower engine that's uh, in, the, in the Hellcat series. They took that and they dropped it in this truck, making it maybe the fastest production truck out there. And... 
I got to tell you something, man. A, a thing of this size and of this weight and of this proportion coming down the highway is going to give you a bit of a scare. I, I, can, uh, I haven't driven one yet, but I can hardly wait to get in one and to uh, give, it a, give it a go. Uh, I believe they're probably uh, all sold out, or pretty much so. Well, we also have the cartoon of the week for you. We, uh, we're going to review the BMW um, M235i, which is a very, very interesting car to me because it's it's a lot of things to a lot of people, the 235, the 2 Series BMW. Uh, we have the uh, Grand Coupe, which is really a four-door, but it's a nice way of saying it's a, it's a coupe, you know, but... Be that as it may, we'll talk about uh, that as well, uh, and Nathan will also do uh, his his car, but we're not going to do it, I'll do it a little bit later, Nathan, I think you saw that on the schedule. Nathan, how are you this morning? Oh man, being pushed down to the bottom, I must be losing my ratings or something. No, 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 <laughs> Nathan, are you not learning anything about radio? You saved the best for last. Aha, there we go. You know, top of the show, people don't get there in time. To, you know, if you got if you got something, you kick it down a little bit, man. Keep the people listening. So we have all of that for you. A couple of uh, news items uh, that we have uh, for you as well. A couple of things that I wanted to, uh, you know, to uh, uh, get to you uh, quickly. Um, uh, and things that happened this week. And it was kind of a, a slower week as far as uh, new stuff that goes on and uh, you know our, our stuff that we look at and say that is going to affect you one of the big things that i did see though that i was really enthusiastic about on actually a couple of things and both of them had to do uh, uh three of them actually had to do with uh, electric vehicles the one that uh, really stood out to me uh was volvo now, that's one of the most popular cars here in the Northwest. You can't drive down a block in, uh, you know, up in, uh, um, I don't know, by 45th Street by the U. You can't go up to the uh, to uh, um, uh, Wedgwood. You can't go up to Maple Leaf or out to West Seattle without running into a Volvo. Uh, you know, they're just all over the place. Now, uh, the Volvo people have said uh, that they are going to be all electric by, I think it's 2030, which is not that far away. It's nine years away. And development for those cars is going on right now. Uh, but, you know, it was an interesting statement. I think I was standing at the L.A. Auto Show about five years ago or so, and I was talking to the president of Volvo. They had just newly been acquired by uh, Geely. And he said that, they had a goal by a certain year, and I forget what the year was, that nobody would be killed in a Volvo due to an auto accident, that they would make it the safest car in the world. And I, I think it's easy to say that it is among, if not the safest, it's among the safest cars in the world. And so Volvo has made this pledge. Now their next pledge is that they're going to go all electric which um, I don't think is the first automaker to say that, but I think for families and for, uh, you know, the type of use that a lot of Volvos get, that they're right in that wheelhouse. People that buy Volvos, I've seen research on it, tend to be environmentally conscious and tend to, uh, uh, are family people and are people that, um, you know, that, that care about the environment to a point where they will... Um, make a purchase, you know, and take the environment into account, how a company is environmentally sound and how a company does environmentally. And they're, uh, you know, and, and, and they're really, as a matter of fact, they were saying that, uh, in this press release that their factories are going to be minus zero carbon, uh, which means that they're going to do a lot of uh, power in their factories, a lot of solar, a lot of interesting stuff coming out of Volvo thought it was uh, uh, very compelling to see them uh, trying to retain their market in a market where there's so many electric vehicles and things coming out right now, and they were able to uh, to do that. So that's one of the things. Uh, another thing that happened this week is Hyundai and Kia, but mostly Hyundai, introduced a, a new global platform uh, that is going to be their electric future. 
And uh, that was pretty cool. It, it looks like the kind of architecture, that's the platform, that's what they hang these bodies on. Uh, the batteries were so wafer-thin, wafer-flat, that it looked like you could do a number of things, come up with a number of different types of vehicles to ride on this architecture, to ride on this platform, which led me to believe that not only are you going to see kind of like groovy little coupes and sedans coming out of Hyundai, because Hyundai and Kia, uh, as do many of the foreign manufacturers, Toyota and Nissan, still believe that cars are the way to go. Uh, they haven't given up on them like uh, the, uh, American manufacturers have to a large degree. Uh, it, it seems that American manufacturers have ceded the, uh, the sedan market to, uh, to the foreign companies. And listen, they make a lot of money building uh, trucks and SUVs. The, um, uh, so it, it looked like a, a nice architecture, uh, one that uh, you could envision many different uh, vehicles on, including a pickup truck. I think Hyundai is getting really close to... Uh, to a pickup truck, a small pickup truck, and I think that that's something that uh, the world needs. So that's uh, one of the things. And also in the uh, the electric mode, uh, the uh, Mustang Mach-E has actually come out to be faster from 0 to 60 than they thought it was going to be. If you remember, we had uh, one of the project guys on from the Mustang uh, Maki on, I don't know, what was it, uh, a, a couple of months ago when they introduced the car, uh, and um, we talked to him, and he said, look out for some surprises with this thing, and I think that maybe they were surprised that this thing uh, goes as fast as it does, but it had like a three-point three and change second uh, shot to uh, for zero to 60, and I think that you could ask anybody at Ford, and they would tell you that that is great news. So that's a, a few things that are going on electrically uh, in uh, the world, uh, the automotive world, this uh, uh, this first week of November. Lots of groovy stuff going on as far as electric cars. We're going to keep you updated on those as well as uh, the honking big, meaty, beefy, big and bouncy pickup trucks uh, that uh, we love as Americans to drive and put our flag on the back and drive out into the uh, into the countryside. And listen. I'm a city boy, but I love driving pickup trucks. When we come back, we'll speak to a gentleman who's in charge of uh, getting you information about uh, maybe, maybe the coolest pickup truck of 2021. Trevor Dorsey's from FCA, Fiat Chrysler Automotive, will join us next right here on Drive Time Radio. Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A safety ride tire. First with the revolutionary Dynapol tread. New safety ride tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality. 
Flying A. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you on what looks like uh, it's turning into a sunny, uh, beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you for coming along for the ride with us here on Drive Time Radio. We appreciate it. Don't forget you can get our podcast at Apple uh, and Stitcher and anywhere else that you get your uh, podcast. You can listen to our show anytime, anywhere. Send it to your friends. Uh, Wrap it up and put it under the Christmas tree for that uh, young kid in your life who wants to learn about cars. I know that um, many of us uh, were happy that uh, have driven or Route 4 or, or like Ram pickups when we saw that the 2021 Motor Trend uh, car, uh, truck of the year, I should say, uh, once again was named uh, from the FCA, the Ram Truck Stable of uh, Fine Trucks. Trevor Dorsey's from Ram Truck joins us now. He is uh, one of the people who uh, like to tell you about these trucks and get some answers and ask him some questions about uh, these vehicles which are taking the pickup truck world and, uh, you know, and, and truck buyers by storm, mainly because they're big and loud and meaty and beefy and big and bouncy. Trevor, good morning. How are you? Vinny, I'm well. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking a little time to uh, join us, and congratulations on uh, the hat trick, man. Three in a row. Oh, yeah, thanks. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're really, really proud. Uh, three, Pete. You know, it's the first time uh, a brand has done such in uh, Motor Trend's 71-year history. We're, we're excited. What is it? And we'll get to the uh, the, TR, uh, the TRX here in just a minute. But what is it about the Ram brand and the Ram uh, uh, pickups that are um, that are exciting? You know, it's easy to excite the average person to see a shiny truck, but to win these awards... You have to excite a highly cynical, highly critical, listen, you've written, you know, uh, uh, people who look at these uh, vehicles that come out with one eyebrow furrowed almost all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes probably, you know, these awards even more uh, incredible and special to us. I mean, Vinny, you know, evaluating trucks, trucks are our super, super competitive market. And so to win an award like this three times in a row is a big deal. But I think our trucks, you know, it's our interiors, it's our drivetrains, it's uh, you know, our, our Uconnect 12-inch screen, it's just the features that we offer our customers, and we're constantly listening to them and taking their input. It's just something that we're always looking to get better and better, and I think folks are starting to notice that. You know, I was impressed with that. I talked to, uh, I was having a conversation with Scott Brown, who is a your West Coast PR guy, uh, at, at the Portland Auto Show a couple of years ago, and we were, uh, I think it was the uh, one of the Jeeps, uh, not the trail-rated, but the desert-rated, I think, Jeep that was being introduced. And he told me about how the Jeep engineers uh, and the people that, that design these vehicles from your company go to these different meets and go to these different places where, um, uh, you know, the, the people that use these trucks gather and listen to them and try to pick up on exactly what they're, uh, what they're talking about, what they're looking for in their particular class or brand of vehicle, uh, that has to be um, uh, that has to be something to uh, you know to, to spend that kind of time going out and put your ear to the street to hear what people are talking about. Yeah, that's a huge part of our development testing. You know, I mean, with, with our Jeep friends, you know, Moab is a huge thing. The Easter Jeep Safari every year. You know, we have our whole team out there evaluating, talking to customers. That, that's our core base, right? So, what what those people are up to with our product. We want to make sure we're continuing to better it and, and listen to them. So we take that same thing. So on the TRX side, TRX underwent thousands of miles of tests. We went through in, you know, environmental testing in Arizona, the blistering cold of northern Michigan. And we did that because we knew our, our customers are going to spend time in these extreme environments because this is an extreme truck. Uh, Trevor, somebody will say to me, and my friend, somebody already has said to me, what in the world do we need a 707 horsepower a um, huge piece of metal rolling down the highway for. Um, you know, p- people can get along with uh, 300 horsepower or 400 horsepower. Why do we need seven? Why do we need the Wildcat engine in a pickup truck? It's not me. I'm a fan of it. But you, you hear that sometimes. What What's your answer to that person? Why Why does somebody go out and buy a truck like this? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think 
well, I know TRX is a halo vehicle for our brand, right? So, you I mean, you have the TRX with 702 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 4.5 seconds. We go 0 to 110.5 seconds. You know, that's that's our halo truck. For folks who, who want a more everyday form of transportation, you know, we offer the Tradesman, we have the Bighorn. It, it shows it shows the, the breadth of our lineup, really. I mean, we have a truck for every customer, no matter what their, their lifestyle is like. We have something for them to, to, to offer. It's really um, it's really interesting how um, the only thing I can't find, Trevor, to be honest with you, is if you want to go buy a stripped-down pickup truck. Do they even make those anymore with the crank windows and, uh, you know, just the ashtray sticking out of the dashboard, and that's about it? <laughs> yeah, those, those are, I think those days are pretty tough and might be behind us. But uh, for folks who are really looking for a, a good, you know, a good deal with, with a lot of content, we still offer our Ram 1500 Classic. You know that that's a great a great deal and it's a great truck. I mean that that's been proven. I know you remember. You know in previous years that won big awards too. So that's the nice thing. Again, we have we have a truck for any, any type of customer, whether it's our Ram 1500 Classic, all the way up to our Ram TRX. Yeah, it really is amazing the, uh, the breadth of uh, of the lineup. Um, now now it seems that this is. Um, this truck and, and the Raptor are the two that you're going to see out there, and the, the, the GMC equivalent of it too. How are these trucks being received by the off-road community? How are the people that um, you know take them up into the mountains, take them up into the hills, and all that kind of stuff? What are they looking at when they see a, a, a 707 horsepower truck? We're anticipating our customers a lot in the desert, you know, the American Southwest. We're anticipating them going up in the snow. This vehicle is for all weather. I mean, it can do it's it's. Uh, for it's four wheel drive all the time, so you know no matter the condition, we expect our customers to be in it. But you know we did a lot of our testing in the American Southwest. Again, we went to Colorado, we went up in the mountains there. Um, you know we went to Minnesota when it was really cold. So this truck is made for any type of environment that our customer wants to to play in. Yeah, it's really um uh, again it's uh, it's a lot of truck. It's not only you know you, you didn't just take the seven hundred seven horsepower engine out of the Wildcat and slap it in there. I'm sure there were other improvements that, that were made to this truck, too, as far as suspension and transmission and so on and so forth. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, we, we can talk suspension. I mean, the suspension is, is one of the bigger parts of this truck, right? So it was inspired by Desert Racer. So it features, you know, an all-new unique suspension system with active damping, like I said, inspired by Desert Racers. Uh, you know, it incorporates forged aluminum front and lower control arms. Uh, you know, we paid special attention to cast and camera angles uh, during suspension cycling. Uh, again, you know, it features uh, a five-link coil suspension. So that's, again, for an on-road ride, it, you know, provides a nice, comfortable ride. But when you want to go off-road and, and, and haul, you can do both. And that's what TRX provides for the customer. What's it going to set me back to buy one of these? So to get in the door of a TRX, it's uh, $69.95, uh, not including uh, $1,695 destination and handling. Well, I think if you, uh, if you buy one of these, you ought to go to Detroit and pick it up, No. I mean, I, I think it's only fair, right? <laughs> nice road trip, right? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go pick one up for somebody and drive it yeah. across country. And and what kind of, uh, how many uh, gallons to the mile does this thing suck? So it's uh, 10 uh, city, 12 highway, and, uh, sorry, 10 city, 12 highway, 14 combined. And if you have to ask, you probably shouldn't buy the truck, right? It's for it's for customers who want to have a lot of fun. You know, maybe this is a, a different vehicle or a third vehicle. But again, this is for this is an everyday truck that you can drive for sure. Right, right, right. Uh, who, who's buying this truck? Actually, you know, it's interesting. You bring up an interesting point. Who who is your um, as as you would do, I guess, market research and development uh, for this thing? Uh, who who is the average person who goes in to buy something like this? So, you know, our market research shows that uh, the TRX customer is, is you know, about middle age, so 50, about 50 years old, 51 years old. Uh, you know, they, they have some extra income to play with. So, you know, again, this can be their everyday truck or it can be their weekend toy. Uh, you know, these folks have jet skis. They have boats. You know, they go out. They have houses out on lakes like things like that. So they have some toys and things to play with. So it's, it's, it's a great truck for, for people who are in the means to do it. Now, how how many have you have you driven this thing? I mean, any long distances? How did you? Um, first of all, how did you keep from getting a speeding ticket? I guess. And the second thing is, um, how was this thing on the road? It was incredible. Yeah, I've actually spent a lot of time buying the wheel TRXs now, and uh, actually, I took one up north camping, uh, you know, back in the summer, and about four you know four hours up and back, and it was it was comfortable. It was just like the rest of our Ram fifteen hundred lineup, uh, you know, super composed on road. It just 
it was nice. I mean, if you needed to get around that, you know, person who's slowly merging onto the highway, that wasn't an issue. And it's nice because, you know, TRX, the way it's, it's styled, obviously you know what it is when it's coming up behind you. Uh, but, you know, people who, who know, they know. So, you know, driving down the highway, you know, other people in scat packs and Hellcats and Trackhawks, things like that, they would start to come up and take pictures, and, and they know. So the truck is special to people who really understand it, and it's comfortable to boot. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You guys have uh, – so now you have the, the 707 horsepower, but also on uh, on the other side you have uh, – what is it, the 10,000 um, – um, I'm, I'm trying to think of it now, the 1,000-pound uh, torque – um, Ram D, uh, the the big Ram as well. The power uh, the power wagon is it? It's a uh, a thousand pounds torque. It'll pull it'll pull a house down. So yeah, it's actually we just announced that we bumped that up. It's one thousand seventy five pounds of torque now, and it's on it's available on our Ram thirty five hundred heavy duty. So that's the mo- that's probably the most torque that you could uh, you could buy right now, right? It is. Yep, it's class leading uh, diesel torque. Provided our coming six seven high output turbo diesel engine. That's a that's a really stout engine. So that's yeah, that's something that's going to uh, uh, if you're doing construction work, you're hauling pipe or uh, you know heavy stuff around. That's that's the truck that's going to do it. For sure. I mean, you know, if you're if you're hauling a big fifth wheel, you know, a fifth wheel trailer with horses, you know, heavy heavy weight like that, this truck won't even feel it back there. Uh, final question for you, Trevor. Trevor Dorsey's from. Ram Truck and uh, Ram Commercial is the uh, the manager of media relations and communications for the uh, for uh, FCA. Um, where is the pickup truck business going to go? I, I mean, it almost seems like uh, it's hit kind of this. Everybody's doing everything. Is uh, you can get a truck for any taste. Are we going to see uh, smaller pickup trucks now? There's talk of a couple of companies coming out with almost like going back to the old mini truck days or smaller trucks more accessible trucks, or are they going to keep growing? Or what are we looking at uh, in, like, the next five to ten years? Or electric, is that going to be the uh, uh, the way that we start to see everything going? I mean, that's a great question. I, I think it's going to be a combination, right? So, I mean, if you look at your obviously this is not a normal year by any stretch of the imagination, right? Um, we just reported our, our third quarter sales, and then retail sales rose 15%. Uh, you know, that's a, a mud, uh, excuse me, a mid-consumer demand for both light and heavy-duty trucks. So even in, in the midst of a pandemic, folks, there's still a need for a full-size truck. So, you know, obviously we'll sell a truck to anyone who wants one, and we're always listening to customer input. Uh, but obviously at the moment, you know, uh, tr- trends point towards full-size trucks still being still being what it is. Wow, it's amazing. Well, again, Trevor, congratulations to you and to the company on, uh, on getting this award and then again doing it, uh, you know, for the uh, – for the truck three times in our three years in a row. Uh, it's a spectacular accomplishment, and it, this is a heck of a truck. I can't wait. Now, wh- when are you, you going to have one out in the West Coast media fleet soon? I'm dying to drive this thing. Yeah, we have them on their way. They're on their way. So uh, Scott will be your, your man for sure. I will, uh, I will. I will clean. I have two speeding tickets that are going to come off my license here soon, so I have room for another one. <laughs> as soon as they clear, book it. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, Trevor. Listen, thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, man. Appreciate it. Have a great holiday season, my friend. Thanks, Vinny. You too. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Take care. Trevor Dorsey's from Ram, uh, Ram Truck and Ram Commercial. He is the uh, PR manager, the media relations manager, and we got a chance to talk to him a little bit about this spectacular pickup truck. As I said, I have not driven it, uh, but I really uh, – I've driven – uh, the GM equivalent. I've driven a Ford Raptor. I can't wait till I uh, get one out here and get uh, you know get a chance to uh, take this thing out to uh, a logging road or something like that and see what it can do at 707 horsepower. All right, quick break here. We come back with the cartoon, the Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, we get very um, choral on you this morning. It's Drive Time Radio, New York Vinny, hanging out with you. Buckle up for safety, buckle up, buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug, give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety, buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up, buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Put your mind at ease, play your riders, please. Get your seatbelts buckled, everybody buckle up. 
the National Safety Council says seatbelts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up! Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Ah, yeah, the Beach Boys, bringing back a simpler time in our lives when we just sang about cars. Well, we didn't just sing about cars, but, you know, a lot of people wrote songs about cars. That's why we do a Saturday morning cartoon, because there are so many different uh, songs about cars and uh, our love affair with them and our hate of them as well and when they break down and uh, there's a ton of them out there and we try to bring you one every week uh, just about this time we call it our Saturday morning cartoon and this one a special one Um, this is uh, most of you know the the show uh, Grand Tour on uh, Amazon Prime great show the guys uh, uh, came over there and started uh, doing it few years ago, uh, left the other show and came over there, and they said, okay, we're going to do it here, and they do some really, and they got a big budget and some great conceptual minds, and so they did, I guess this was, uh, this episode uh, for Grand Tour was a funeral for the Ford Mondeo, and uh, was, was was a great show, they, you know, they stopped making a car, and they held a funeral for it, and one of the songs that they had in the funeral was specifically written for uh, the Ford. And it was, uh, it's called A Hymn for Ford. And it's um, a bunch of people in there singing it like they're in church because they're actually in church holding a funeral for this car. Like I said, it's a little quirky, it's a little strange, but I thought it was very interesting. Listen to it. And wasn't that relaxing? I mean, that was beautiful. It just had a nice, uh, and it was, uh, I don't know, it brought a tear to my eye. The video that they show for it has a uh, a bunch of people, I guess what they must have done is gotten a whole bunch of Ford people together in England, uh, Ford enthusiasts, and they brought their cars to this church for this, uh, for this taping. And so you have all these pictures of, of people that have owned these cars for a long time and what they looked like when they got the cars, car, and what they look like today, sitting on, uh, you know, on the Defender next to the car. Some of them were, uh, you know, driving cars that their parents had left them. It was really kind of, it kind of got to me when I looked at the video. I really kind of, kind of liked it. I was, I was really, um, was taken with it. So that's uh, this week's Saturday morning cartoon. And, um, we hope you enjoyed it. A little different uh, departure. A lot of times we do rock and roll songs, you know, or soul music or stuff like that. This was uh, a little church-going music. And after all, we could all use a little religion right now, can't we? All right. All right, Nathan, it must be your part of the show, I would think. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, what am I driving this week? Oh, Nathan, what am I driving this week? Oh, Nathan. What am I driving this week? Um, I am driving the Ford F-350 Super Duty Crew Cab. It is, um, boy, I tell you, I don't know that you can, uh, I, I, I don't know that there's a bigger truck out there. It is really, an inc- well, I guess there's the, the, the 450. But this F-350 uh, Super Duty Platinum is, um, is, is off the charts uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, it is huge. Uh, when I say huge, I, I mean, I drove it through the um, drive through at Chick-fil-A, and I figured, oh, this is going to be easy. They make these drive through You had to maneuver this thing. I mean, you really got to watch... The, um, you know, when you're driving this thing, you have to kind of look at your mirrors, and luckily they give you, you know, the mirrors that you can look down if you're towing a trailer. But it is just this massive, massive, massive um, pickup truck that is, uh, you sit up higher, you're higher than almost anything on the road. You are, um, everything in the truck is operated on power. 
uh, impact. What I like about it is it has the uh, floor, uh, the uh, running boards to come right out when you're uh, you open the door. So at least you don't have to make a fool out of yourself climbing up into the thing. I mean, if if I had to climb up into this thing, and I've had them before, you no know, running boards. Uh, you know, I would I would embarrass myself. I'd be showing you body parts that you wouldn't want to see. And you don't want to see that kind of thing. Believe me, I'm tr- trust me. Trust me on this one. Um, but this one is, a, a, you know, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Uh, you know, big torque numbers. I think it's a 430 uh, feet-pound of torque. So you pull anything down. It responds really well, surprisingly well. When you're getting onto the uh, getting onto the highway, it uses this um, 10-speed transmission with a bunch of um, uh, you know uh, drive modes. So if you're towing a trailer or you're towing uh, different things, you can adjust it accordingly. Uh, the it, it has um, massaging seats, so you sit in this thing, and and, and this is what I love. You know, you're driving in after a hard day's work, and you're aching, and you've been working on your construction job all day. You're doing this. You're running here. You're running there. You're, you're, you're you know, you're, you're going to your uh, to do your uh, repairs. You're heating and vac, you know, uh, HVAC repairs or whatever it is you do that calls upon you to use this type of truck. Maybe you're a farmer, so you get your truck at the end of a long day. And you hit this button on the side of the seat, and the heat, the seats heat up, and they start to massage you. Now I gotta tell you something: when you, whether you're in a, in a, uh, a, a ride that's going five miles or five thousand miles, the trip becomes infinitely shorter if you're getting a massage in the seat of the car. There's no argument. There's no, there's no nothing. If it has massaging seats, the trip is better. You, you put that thing back a little bit. You let it work up your back. You let it, you, you let it push your lower back on. Let it give it a little bump, 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 bump. And it's just fantastic. It feels so good. The heat of that thing is in there. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of truck you put chiropractors out of business. It really can it is, uh, it's, it's spacious, it's comfortable, the seats adjust to wherever you need them, the pedals adjust up and down, back and forth. Um, it really does everything uh, that you could want a truck or a car really to do, except fit into a small parking space. I don't care who you are, uh, you know, I was looking for a parking space at Edmonds last night. And I'm driving. I had to drive around six, seven, eight different times because it's just it's it's huge. I mean, the thing is just so huge that it, um, you know, it's crazy how big it is. I mean, it's 266 inches long, and it's just it's you know it's phenomenal. So, but it is sitting up there in a heated seat, getting your back massage. Driving along like a king of the road, uh, there's something to be said for that. Uh, I know. I like electric cars. I like economy cars. I like this. I like sports cars. But there's something about driving this type of car that makes you feel better. That makes you feel, I don't know, Amer- uniquely American. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we need is, is, is we need... The people who drive pickup trucks to drive some electric cars for a while, and the people who drive electric cars and hybrids to drive some pickup trucks for a while and do a car exchange. And maybe we'd all understand each other a little bit better. I'm just saying, maybe that's where we should start to try to understand each other. Not on all these complex issues, but just on what we're driving. I could think of worse ideas. All right, quick break here. We come back with our drive time road test of the week. The BMW M235i. You talk about sports cars. You talk about dotting in here and dotting out of there. 
This is a car that you can do all of that too. When we come back, it's Drive Time Radio live on Facebook and live in your radio at 1150 KKNW. transmission dozens of options but as standard equipment you get bucket seats wall-to-wall carpeting all vinyl upholstery padded instrument panel and full wheel covers even though mustang is a dream its low price is a beautiful reality test drive one right now at your ford dealers pleasant dreams alternative talk 1150 on am 98.9 hd3 on hd 1150 kknw.com on the web Back with you here on Drive Time Radio. Uh, just about uh, quarter to nine on this uh, Saturday morning. Looks like it's going to be a nice day out there. Good day to get out of the house and walk around in the brisk, cool air. And uh, also a good day to um, to uh, just uh, go for a ride, get out of the house, and, and, you know, wrap yourself in the bubble of your automobile and take a ride, you know, uh, we get out of the house. Sometimes we, we've all been kind of stuck in the house and not going places. And, uh, you know, I get out to test these cars. and I take these rides up to Arlington or Darrington or all these different places that I go to, to test uh, different cars out. And I'm lucky enough to be able to, uh, to do that. And it gets me out of the house. But uh, if you're stuck in working uh, either from home or doing what you're doing, it can be, uh, it can be a little tough. So it's a good day to spend a little money and on some gasoline uh, or charge your car up plug it in charge it up go out to, to Camino Island or something like that and enjoy the uh, enjoy the beautiful um, sunshine and the fresh air and do it early because <laughs> I was out last night where was I last night I was um, uh, where did I go I went to the Edmonds waterfront and it's like uh, you know 3.30 and the sun's going down whoa <laughs> I forgot, you know, I was gone for so, for a long time, and now I got back and I remembered, you know, in December, I mean, it really starts to, you know, the sun starts to go down early, man. Whoa. Um, so, it is, uh, it, you know, definitely good to get out of the house when it's light and get absorb up some, uh, what do you get from the sun? Vitamin D, I guess, or C, or one of those vitamins you get from the sunlight. Absorb it up while you got it because this is totally atypical uh, Seattle weather to be able to look out and see the mountains uh, out, you know, Baker to the north and Rainier to the south. So good, uh, good time to uh, to take the car and drive it around a little. Nathan, did you get out of the house yesterday? I did for a little bit. Good. Where'd you go? I was going out to play some disc golf. Disc golf. Oh, well, yeah. I've, I've, I've never played it, but I've heard of it. I've seen some people playing it. Do you enjoy that sport? Yeah, it's a really fun activity. I just started getting into about a year ago. My cousin introduced me to it, and I guess it's starting to gain some pretty good ground as far as popularity goes. Uh, you know, back in Pittsburgh, they have disc golf courses in, the, in a lot of the parks, you know, the bigger parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of cool. I, I, I like, you know, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to play it. I think I'll probably stick with uh, regular golf, but uh, I enjoyed seeing people, uh, you know, play it and have fun with the trying to get a disc over there and do the thing there and everything like that. I know there was a place for a while uh, when I left here, and I don't know if they still do, but they were playing disc golf at night. They had like day glow discs and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a glow golf with disc golf. They put like little glow sticks on the baskets that are the holes, quote unquote, and they also have glow, or discs which will glow in the dark and they throw them at night. Wow. It's a beautiful thing. Are you going to do that? Uh, are you going to go night disc golfing anytime soon, or that probably is a summer activity? I haven't tried it yet, and I'm a little bit hesitant to right now, especially with the COVID restrictions in place. Yeah. But I do have a glow disc, and maybe once things start 
opening back up a little bit more and they allow for recreational activities, then I might give it a shot one day. Well, maybe you and I will go out and we'll play some disc golf. I'll get a pair of knickers and, uh, you know, uh, uh, my long socks and uh, we'll go out. Yeah, you can maybe throw a hubcap from a car. Now, see, now you're mocking <laughs> me, right? Now you, I, I was, I was trying to make a friendly overture to you and you, and and throw a hubcap. What would happen if I showed up and threw a hubcap? They'd throw me off the golf course, right? Yeah, just don't hit anybody. Yeah, and, and be uh, careful well, you my don't. luck. <laughs> just be careful you don't chop a tree down either. Yeah, you don't want to chop it. Yeah, yeah, you know, Pittsburgh. If you chop the tree down, they don't mind. But you know, here it's a little bit more, uh, a little more t- environmentally conscious on that type of stuff. All right, Nathan, give me the, uh, give me the grand finale opening. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. There we go. The good, the bad, the ugly, and it's nothing but good in this one this week. Uh, our Drive Time Road Test is uh, the BMW 235M, I should say, 235i. Wow. Um, this is a very interesting vehicle. This vehicle caught my attention driving it. It, um, uh, every time I got into it, I felt emotionally different about it. There were a couple of times when I got into it, and, and it, it struck me as, what are they really trying to do here? Are they trying to just get, you know, Get it so small, so far down. I know this is a car that, that is, uh, you know, I, I, I think from what I've read and seen, uh, primarily uh, a Chinese market car. So maybe they need the cost to be smaller. Um, but the platform, I believe, is the first platform to come out of uh, uh, this car. is the first car to come out of China with this particular platform. Well, it's made in Germany, but... Uh, and... Then I got back in the car, I drove it, I took it up some nice twisty roads, and I was like, wow, man, this thing is like small and it handles good. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a um, an old uh, Austin Healy or an MG. It had that small kind of feel to it, you know? Uh, then I got into it again another time, and I was... Uh, I was like, man, this thing is kind of cramped a little bit, though. It's a small car. I'm a big guy. I, I take that into consideration. Uh, but it, it, the driving comfort behind the wheel was, you had to find it. It wasn't easy to find, uh, to get comfortable behind it. Then the next time I got in it, and it was comfortable, and I got the seat just right. And I had these beautiful black and red leather seats, and it was... It was just a, a great thing in a small package. So if you're into this particular car, if you go and you see this car and you're saying to yourself, okay, why should I, uh, why should I buy this? Why should I uh, in- invest in this over, let's say, the Cadillac uh, 4 Series that we drove, uh, uh, the CT4 that we drove a couple of weeks ago? I'll give you some reasons. Uh, number one, it is a very um, attractive car from the outside. It catches your eye. It's got great lines. They've kind of got that um, big butt BMW look in the rear. But I kind of I, I kind of find that look nice. I, I actually like that look. I like that haunched up rear end uh, like you see in the, what is the 6 Series, I think. Uh, that, that isn't as smooth and laid out. It's got like a little bit of a... Of a I don't know, like a like a muscle. It looks like broad shoulders on a car, you know. And and, and I like that. I thought that was a I thought that was a great uh, a great design um, language. And and I really thought it was um, it was something that you, you would enjoy, you know. Looking at this car five years down the road, uh, you wouldn't just look at it and go, ah, you know, I'm I'm sick. It um, as far as the uh, performance. Lots of options here. Uh, if you're going for the, um, uh, you know, the the M two thirty five, like uh, uh, I had the one that I particularly had, it had uh, some really interesting. And uh, in, you know, it's the M two forty, and I got it's it's the biggest one you get 
before you get to the competition series. So this was the M240i Coupe. Uh, excuse me, Grand Coupe. So it's a four-door, but they call it a coupe. Go figure. Um, the rear seat, I thought, was useless. It was tight. It was cramped. Uh, you, you know, you could fit some people back there, but I wouldn't expect them uh, uh, to be your friend long if you put them back there for a long road trip. I think at some point they would say, Look, please get me out of here uh, as quickly as possible. 335 horsepower turbocharged six-cylinder engine. Uh, you had, you had uh, the sport exhaust. The exhaust in this car, the note that they have uh, built into it, is, uh, is one of the most ear-pleasing notes that you will listen to in an exhaust system. Great, suspiring, uh, uh, great uh, steering, suspension, uh, the big brakes, the sport brakes, um, a moonroof, although this one did not have uh, the moonroof in it. No, it did not have the moonroof in it. Uh, but it had um, just every option you could want as far as safety and as far as uh, driving this car hard. And that's what I did. I took it up on our route around Darrington and everything and uh, through the curves. Especially, I was impressed with the way this car handled in the rain. It was, uh, you know, there are cars where you drive a car up here, you like it to rain a little bit because you want to get a feeling of what it's like in the rain. But this car with the X drive, the way they've set up the all-wheel drive in this car, it really um, adopts and adjusts to the road conditions and to what you're doing to it quite well. And I thought out of uh, many of the cars I drove this year, the BMW uh, was at the top of its game with their all-wheel drive system. Uh, so it handled well. It stopped on a dime. It had a great feel of the road. It did everything you asked it to. And, I, and as far as the interior, spectacular interior, as I said, red and um, black seats and the, uh, the ambient lighting in the car was something to see. It was well designed, it kept your attention, and the lighting in the car actually kept you engaged in the car. I thought it was great. I thought this car was a, a spectacular ride uh, for what it was. Uh, again, the only thing bad was the back seat. Uh, this sticking at 50,295 bucks and well worth every penny. If you're looking for a smaller, sportier car in a four-door configuration, uh, you could do no better, I think, than to go out and take a look at the BMW M235i X-Drive Grand Coupe. That will lock it in for us for this week. Thank you so very much for listening to our show. We'll catch up with you next week at 8 o'clock in the morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.